Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Radio Network. Today we have a fantastic guest. Her name is Lindell Barker Revel. Lindell is a writer and games inventor, astrologer, and tarot authority. Lindell has worked as a practicing astrologer for over 26 years and lives in Sydney. Lindell was first taught the art of tea leaves 25 years ago by an elderly lady who had learned these skills from her grandmother. Welcome to the show, Lindell. Hello, Gaia. Welcome. So, Lindell, this is a very rare art these days because you don't get many tea leaf readers. (laughs) No, it is rare. It is rare. I know it's rare because of the um, of all the interest that's, that's happened since I I wrote my book and since I started to do it more publicly. Right, um, Linda. Before we go any further, could you just give us a background about you've you've done many other spiritual art forms like astrology and tarot. So could you just take us back through your journey of getting into and finally ending up with tea leaf readings? It's not really I draw. Mm-hmm. I, I still practice as an astrologer and right. it's still my great love. Okay. Um, yes, but I, I started learning astrology in, in 1977 and uh, through meeting different people interested in astrology and tarot and the various things that I became interested in, I met a, a lady who um, read the tea leaves and the crystal ball. Mm-hmm. And she was um, very, so it was sort of through her and through watching her and really swapping readings. You know, I'd do a reading for her, she'd do a reading for me, and I watched. So I wasn't formally taught, but I have a great deal of knowledge and um, learning from other sides of the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I have a great, a long-term interest in in symbols. So... I think once I'd learned, I then sort of started to pick it up and take it in my own direction, which didn't really, I, I just did it for friends and family. And I was writing, thinking of writing a different book altogether. And I'd done a, you know, how you give to your agent is just an idea uh, for a book on tea leaves. And, and the publisher was very interested in that one, mm-hmm. rather than the one I wanted to, mm-hmm. I was thinking of writing at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a sort of serendipity, really. Mm, that's beautiful. Now, Linda, could you tell us what happens in a typical reading? Yes. Well, um, the thing is with tea leaf reading, you do have to drink leaf tea. And, you know, so many people drink tea from a tea bag these days. And you can't cut a tea bag open and read it. You have to start with the tea leaves. And um, you make a pot of tea, and you need a cup of... Uh, teacup and saucer to read the tea leaves so it's a nice little ritual usually um, if I have time I sit with um, the person having the reading and we drink the tea together mm-hmm. um, so you make sure you've, you've got enough tea leaves to be read like about a teaspoon of wet leaves in a, one normal teacup and the teacup must be a rounded one um, not a square one like a mug and not one with a waist like your um, ancient, your auntie's fabulous cups or something, <laughs> because when you turn the leaves, they get stuck in those waists or in those um, 
edges. So you need sort of a smooth, rounded cup. And, um, you know, nice leaves, any leaves will do, but the better the tea leaves I find, the nicer the pictures. Mm -hmm. So you so, can't really drink um, Mrs. Bouquet's hand-painted periwinkle tea, tea cups no, <laughs> from them? <laughs> not no, not really. Not the, the Royal Albert famously have a, a sort of cup that goes in and out, like it has a waist. Yes. And it's a lovely cup to drink from because it the tea warm. Mm. That's the whole idea of that <laughs> But when you swirl the leaves, mm. you can't get them out of the pictures. They all just go in a ball underneath that ridged bit. Anyway, so once you've got your, your proper your, your cup of tea in your cup, mm. about a teaspoon of tea leaves, you drink down to about just so that the, the liquid is just covering the leaves. Like just, you can just see the leaves through that liquid. Mm -hmm. And that's when you can start to turn the, the leaves. Mm -hmm. And this is the old ritual. Mm -hmm. You hold the, the teacup in your hand with the handle facing you or connecting to the heart. So it's the idea that you connect to the cup in this way. Mm -hmm. And you slowly you turn the cup on the side and slowly sort of swirl it so that the leaves stick on to the sides of the cup, the inside of the cup. And when you start to see the little pictures, you know, little clumps forming, you don't have to be able to read them, you gently tip the cup over mm -hmm. and over face down in the saucer mm -hmm. so that it, it sort of, you know, has a little sitting, sitting face down. And then that's how you get the pictures in the cup. And there's a, a, a nice ritual turn then that you do with the cup, which is you turn the cup three times anti-clockwise tap, tap, tap three times on top, then the person who's reading the cup lifts it up mm -hmm. and you face the cup again, handle to the heart. Mm -hmm. So you're sort of taking the cup from someone's heart and plugging it into your heart, mm -hmm. as it were, and um, then it's a matter of being able to relax enough to see the pictures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've taught a lot of people to read the tea leaves mm -hmm. in Sydney. Right. Um, and then it's really a matter of relaxing and just waiting for the first pictures to come up. Sometimes they'll be very quick mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll, you know, little things will, you'll notice little things. The other day I saw a, a magnificent tiger mm -hmm. leaping up the cup, mm -hmm. you know, with, a, with its tail out the back, you know, with stripes and it, and it sort of took up three quarters of the cup. That's rare, mm -hmm. but it was a very big time for the person Mm -hmm. who was having the reading, mm -hmm. you and know, a great leap forward. Right, okay, and having the faith to do that. Well, I think just seeing the picture is quite emotional. Mm -hmm. People can, can get very emotional when they see what the leaves have actually created for them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so for that particular couple, it was very much talking about how she could take that leap and have that trust, mm -hmm. you know, Whereas at other times it'll be about houses and little doors opening or, you know, there might be a car or a palm tree. Mm. It just depends. It's very, very, you never know what's going to be in a cup. Mm, true. Um, now, how many times a year could they have a reading with you? Well, if they were to come to me, I usually suggest that you leave it about six months. Right. Because you've got to let, let the pictures really develop in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit like teamwork or mm. anything. If you really allow that picture to go into you somehow, mm. or even take a picture with it, just use it, mm -hmm. 
the iPhone and take a picture and you can see it. Mm. Uh, it's sort of like it, it takes on a life of its own. Mm. And sometimes it, mean, it seems to mean one thing, but it's really another. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you don't realise at the time that <laughs> what it's trying to say to you. So it, it's very much more liberating than working with the tarot or um, other, for me, other mm. forms of divination. Right. Uh, very, very imaginative, very liberating. Um, and it's a, a conversation, you know, because mm. it's with the person who's turning has made that cup. And now my next question is, um, since you've also studied the art of astrology and tarot, and I know that um, they are in a way linked because you do have the fire signs and the fire cards and the earth signs. Now, is do you find that when you have a client and maybe if you've done their chart or read their tarot, would what's coming out of a teacup reading be linked to what's showing up in their chart? Well, usually I do them quite separately. Right. Um, sometimes, not that often, I do. Um, I meet someone through doing tea leaves, mm-hmm. and then they come and have their chart read at another time. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the reading, of course, mm-hmm. but they say to me, you know, that's similar to what you told me in the reading when I do the predictions from the chart. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not something I encourage, mm-hmm. particularly because they're, they're very different experiences. So if it just happens that they decide, you know, to pursue it further, um, it should it should match up. You know, mm-hmm. it, it should actually be pretty similar. Right. Okay. So is it predictive, or would you also see? It's, okay. It's predictive, and it's and it's also about the soul. You know, so a deep thing, really. So it can sort of go in into oneself as a person and. It's quite a deep experience at, at times. At other times, it can be just sort of talking about your work, an issue will come up. But um, because I don't read the tea leaves for a long time, it sh- sort of brings up maybe three issues. Right. And that's what, what we deal with. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably bring out what they need to address the most. Yes. And sometimes I do do, you know, I do a longer reading for someone, but it's Usually, you know, most of it, whatever needs to be said will be, will come up in that first half hour. Mm-hmm. It takes a little while sometimes to see the pictures. Um, and then as you look into the pictures, they can change because you turn them up around. And mm-hmm. you turn it one way, you see this thing, you turn it up the other way, and you see something else. Right. So it's quite, quite creative. Mm, it's beautiful. Um, could you tell us a bit of the history of teacup readings? When when mm-hmm. did this begin? Well, you know that tea comes from China. Yes. Um, and so the, the, it is believed, although it's not written, that probably the first predictive things were done through tipping the dregs of maybe a bowl. And it's thought that maybe things like wars were considered or the fate of kings and generals and not really about ordinary people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think ordinary people had, in those ancient days, because this would be 2,000 years ago, I don't think they had such a sense of personal destiny or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more the state. Um, but it seems that tea and coffee, coffee readings has an unbroken line mm-hmm. through the Arabic countries. Um, but that's a different, it's the same sort of thing, but it's, you grind up the coffee so it's 
not an individual leaf like the tea leaf reading. Mm. It's a different, slightly different way of looking at it. But we think that tea leaf reading seems um, sort of crept into Europe, we think, around the Crusades. Mm-hmm. But again, it was done pretty much by gypsies and hidden away. And it was pretty well, tea leaf reading was a private thing. Mm-hmm. You know, families would do it or grandmothers would do it. And um, I think it was that way, really, until the advent of the tea bag. Mm-hmm. So that um, it would be something that socially you, women would do together, say, oh, let's, let's read the leaves. Mm. Uh, they've had a bit of a tea party. Mm. Mm. So mm. in England, it was, it, would, it was often done. Um, Scotland has got a tradition of it, you know, but we don't really know. The gypsies came in maybe, I don't know, came into England and started to read tea leaves as part of their way of making money. Mm-hmm. Um, but tea leaves got a very bad name because it was sort of, if you don't uh, pay me, go across my palm with silver, I'll curse you. <laughs> <laughs> So it's got a bit of a bad name. Right. Um, and it's not taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. But even today, although we, I have people absolutely who really believe in it and come back, you know, every six months and really love it. Um, so it's really, it's a, it's a delightful thing to do. Mm. It doesn't require the brain, you know, to study that uh, astrology takes. For example, mm-hmm. but it's a very different way of working. You're working with that mm-hmm. very creative part of the brain. Linda, could you tell us about your fabulous book? Oh, thank you. Well, my book's called Time for Tea, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the gentle art of reading tea leaves. It it um, it really divided into two sections. The first part is about tea and all the different types of tea and and the kinds of Tea, uh, tea cups and teapots, etc., that are best for reading tea leaves. And then I have a little cooking, a little afternoon tea section on how to make some old favourite uh, recipes. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is the symbols mm-hmm. of what you might find in the teacup. Mm-hmm. Um, I do also have, I, I describe how you turn the cup and you know, how you go about reading the tea leaves. But really, it's like anything, it's best to relax over it and not try too hard and just see what comes up. So mm-hmm. the book, the book um, is sort of, has, you know, it's just one of those things that took off, really, with, with the advent of people are starting to drink more tea mm. and having more interest in tea. Mm. Yeah. And I, I found with young women, they didn't really know how to make a proper pot of tea and that sort of thing. Mm. So, so I was them. Yes, because we live in a tea bag era. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. So does the type of tea matter when you do the reading? Not really, no, Guy. You can you can use any sort of tea. Um mm-hmm. proper tea. I I think many herbal teas or tea things, they they the the um the little bits are too heavy, they fall off when you turn the cup over. Mm-hmm. But any black tea is mm-hmm. good. Um, green tea is fine as long as it, as long as the leaves will stick to the side of the cup, mm-hmm. and that's the tricky bit with with turning the cup is to make sure you you have a nice hot cup. You let the leaves completely unravel before you you know ask them to make pictures. Right. So you let the tea settle. 
mm-hmm. and then you know it's a slow turn and gentle turn and then tipping off the liquid and you can read you read white tea you can read gunpowder tea you can read all sorts of tea <laughs> but for a beginner I would suggest a black tea on a white tea cup or a light or cream or maybe pale pink is the best just to get your eye in as it were do you do can you do distance if they do they really need to be physically located where you are or could you could they be somewhere else in a different country <laughs> well normally it is best to actually drink the tea together or to share the handle the cup mm-hmm. but i am thinking of you know possibly trying to work out a way of of reaching out to other people mm-hmm. i did um do a, a phone app but it's down on the mother that was a way of reaching out to other people in different parts of the world mm-hmm. but um i am thinking about maybe making a, a space on my website where people could send a cup that had you know a picture that they take say with their phone when they see an interesting cup mm-hmm. and that they send it to me and we can work out some way of of um, me reading that for them. And what about your classes? Can you tell us about them? Yeah. Well, I did, um, I've done lots of little classes. I've done simple classes um, where people just come for a couple of hours and enjoy a cup of tea and I show them the, the way we do it. Or I can do intensive um, tea leaf reading classes with people where it's really um, quite intense one-on-one mm-hmm. um, transfer of energy kind of that kind of thing and that probably works best if people are fairly serious about it mm-hmm. and you need to have a couple of those sessions mm-hmm. and then it's a practice mm-hmm. um, and then you come back with many questions because you've got to actually do it for a while before you realize you know there's not it's not something like tarot it's not you've got to be very bold with tea leaf reading mm-hmm. trust your intuition utterly mm-hmm. you know you can learn it, but you have to trust. Mm. <laughs> mm. 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 That's so true. So those are, the big, those are the sort of classes. I have done classes of up to 10 or 12 people, but the real and people who really want to learn, it's best to see me individually. So Linda, could you tell us how many languages um, has this uh, book been translated into? Well, it's just been translated into um, Czech. Fantastic. And, yeah, so that's just come out I think in the last six months mm-hmm. and um, you know who knows as, as the interest picks up in other you know with other countries um, I think that they may it may come out in other languages mm. because there aren't that many books about how to actually do it no um, the ones the old ones that I read and looked at really they don't quite tell you, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. Yes. It's that old thing about holding something back, mm. whereas I don't feel that. I feel a real need to pass this on. Right. Now, Linda, for those who haven't had any exposure to um, any other divination forms, does it help them when they learn to do tea leaf readings, or is it actually better not to have done any other form of divination? As a student, oh, I think as a student, it's good just to have a very open mind. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's uh, looking at the readers that I have trained that work at the hotel from, with me. They uh, they come from a broad background of working with people. Some were worked with numerology. One was very much tarot. They found it harder to unlearn 
some of the you know rules of the, the other divination than the ones completely new to divination. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Mm-hmm. But later, as they get their courage up and their and the intuition up, mm-hmm. it's really good to have other uh, back backups. Mm-hmm. You know, knowledge of the numbers, knowledge of astrology. These are very helpful in in um, helping people to give them timing in the cup because mm-hmm. timing is always an issue as you know mm. and I because of my strong background in astrology my time is pretty good mm. you know because I look at the cup in the same way as I would look at a horoscope mm. so I'd see the ascendant I'd see the you know I'd see the months and mm. um, these things of course are very helpful if right. you marry a few of your your um, skills anyone can learn to read the teacups moderately well right but there are very few very good people Mm. it's just a matter of really it's got to appeal to you and you've got to love it Mm. i think that's the thing if um if there's a real sense of loving the tea enjoying drinking the tea enjoying talking to people and believing that the tea leaves are going to give you a message Mm. this all helps Mm. i do get a lot of people coming from because we work at a, at a hotel, and our, the tea leaf reading is a part of your mystic high tea. I get people who have never had a reading ever in their lives, and you know, so it's a wonderful introduction, and it's a not, and not a scary one. It's a very gentle um, way of looking at the, the at the divine, really. Could you tell us about the symbols? Ah, uh, yes. Well, that's one of my favourite subjects. Mm. The symbols are just wonderful. We've got our own symbols that we all, that, you know, each, we've got our own symbols in that we might have, um, in Australia, the, the kangaroo is like a national symbol. Mm. We have symbols that seem to go across cultures, like the symbol of the cup or the cross or, you know, the tree. It's It's understandable to all people about a tree with its roots, with its branches reaching to the sky. It's about growth, you know. It's about our spirit or whatever. But some you know, sometimes there's a bit of a cultural thing with symbols. Mm. But I just sort of I, I spend a lot of time studying symbols. So I I spend the time. I read them. I look at them. If I don't, if I see a symbol in a cup and I've never seen it before, you know, I'll say to the person, "Look, this is really interesting. I'm not sure what this might mean, but my intuition says this." Mm-hmm. And I say, and you can always Google the word, say, you might see rhinoceros, mm. and then just put symbol after it mm. and see if that will come up. Or, or there are dictionaries of symbols you can get, mm. um, not written particularly for tea leaves, but just so that you get an idea of what those symbols mean in an archetypal way. Mm. So is it similar to dream interpretation as well, because you see um, pictures and... Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's similar, but it's far more predictive. Mm-hmm. I think the you know it's not you sort of there's something so here and now about a a big bull walking across the cup or a you know or a rocket going up the side of the cup. Yes, it is 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 so it's already been made manifest by those leaves. Mm. Um, there's a certain foreshadowing of those events by those pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I find they're they're much more 
predictive than dreams. I wouldn't use dreams to predict, mm-hmm. really. Right. Now, when they use now when we use cards, they would shuffle the cards with an yes. intention or a question. Yes. So, do they have to have that intention or question when they're drinking the tea? It's best not to have too much directed attention. It's best to be very accepting of the tea, like take it into you mm-hmm. and let your mind be very free and open. Yeah, too much desire and a good thing. Sometimes the only times really when you have problems with tea leaf reading is where the client or the person wants it, their ego is really bound up in what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, I want this man to marry me mm-hmm. or to love me mm-hmm. or ring me or something. Mm. And it's just it, it's it's very very hard to the the, the sort of won't cooperate. Mm-hmm. It's just like they just fall off the cup or or they just form blobs, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just until the person relaxes the mind and just sit, it's more like say to the cup, what do I need to know right now? Or mm-hmm. what would you like to show me today? You know that openness instead of I have to know whether I'm going to, you know get this house. Mm. So I, I find I look at the cup, I read it to the best of my intuition, and if I feel, I will say to the people, if you have any questions, I'll try to answer them. Right. But I really say what's in the cup first. Mm. And then if they have a question, if it, if it just comes up clearly that the image is supporting that question, I'll say it. Um, but it's not like laying out cards where you keep laying out a card to get an answer. It's very much more more old, more more organic. Right. So you can't force the cup, which I like. (laughs) 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 And it it teaches us patience. Yes. And I think that's why in my book, Time for Tea, I I knew that I had to spend time with each cup, as if it was the only cup I was ever going to see again, you know, and that each cup that I drank, I drank it with um, appreciation. So um, that sort of... You know, it's, it's not that easy to go and make a lot of money out of tea leaf reading. You could, you could push it, but the tea leaves won't cooperate. Mm. And people would find they're making things up and then no one comes back because it's not mm. accurate. Mm. Mm. And what's beautiful about what you're saying is that um, the universe or the, the reading is basically telling you what you need to know and not what you want mm. to know. It is. Mm. It is. And... Mm. and Trusting in it, you know, this is not the final word. I don't have to, this is not my final tea leaf reading. Or, mm-hmm. you, know, you, can, you can also read for yourself on a daily meditative basis. Oh, beautiful. So mm-hmm. you could have your morning cuppa mm-hmm. and say for leaves to the last cup or something. As long as you've got a nice hot, the actual porcelain is hot, mm-hmm. the leaves will stick to it. So mm-hmm. then you turn it out and you, you just, I've got um, people who, who I know who, to just draw the symbol or take a picture mm. and record it and just write, a, like even like journaling, mm. a little bit about what that makes them think of or that that particular image reminds them of a time when they were somewhere or, you know, and uh, it's a very, it's a nice thing to do, but it's not very predictive when done for the self. Um, I, don't, I don't read my own cup. I would note anything. Mm-hmm. If I really thought, gee, that's an interesting cup, I might photograph it and ask one of the women that I've taught to read to <laughs> have a look at it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. because I can't see the, you know, we, we, our eyes are shrouded in uh, so much emotion when it comes to our own cup. Mm. And I also don't read the cup for people really close to me. Right. Because I can't, 
my desire for them and my wishes yes. to get in the way. Yes, that's, I think it's part of the um, intuitive process, isn't it? It's best not yes. to read for your family. No, yeah, no, yes. no, no one that... No one that you're too involved with emotionally. Mm. 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 Yeah, mm. where, where you, you, your wishes will get right in the way. That's the dear old tea leaf reading. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I, really, I really love to do it. And, um, yeah. What about if someone has lost someone very dear to them? How does it show up in a reading? Yes, often the spirits come into the cup. Yes, they do. And I can't teach that. Right. If they come in, that they might come in in the forms of eyes, looking up out of the cup when you turn it this way or that, and they often there could be a letter like a J or a P, or, or, and I found that often that's the, the letter associated with that person that's passed. Yes, they do come, and the spirits do come into the cup, but that would be very hard to teach it, and none of the other readers that I've taught have got that ability that they do come into the cups I read mm. and of course I, I would be very cautious who I told or how I told them yeah. especially if they're having afternoon tea it's an entertainment really yes. and um, you just have to go very carefully but I feel if, if, if a spirit takes that much effort mm. to come into the cup they should be acknowledged mm. and they might have the message for your client which is quite important Yes, and they yes. often say something that I don't understand. So mm. it comes almost like a clear audience. That doesn't mean anything to me. That means something to the person mm. whose cup I'm reading. Yeah. And it doesn't always happen. You know, it just happens sometimes. And, and um, mm. yeah, a lot of, mm. you know, recently, like dead people, mm. the death of people show up. Right. Like it, it sometimes a cross. Mm -hmm. Over and sometimes a leaf lying flat on the ground, you know, mm. as if someone has passed on. Mm -hmm. um, and you do get angels and beautiful stars, you know, that mm. show the journey of the spirit. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm, it is beautiful. It's, it's, it's you, you know, you're sort of privileged when they come in. You can't hold on to them. Those ones fall off the cup as soon as you <laughs> said a word about it, they fall off. You can't photograph it. Right. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Now, my next question to you is, have you ever had a couple in love coming to you and saying, you know, I'll be made for each other, is this person my soulmate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a few um, people who've been in love, but... Do they come together they, as partners? They don't. I don't um, encourage it. Right. Uh, it, yeah. I often read the cups separately, yeah, because often people staying in the hotel up there for honeymoon or yeah. they've come to celebrate their anniversary, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, but it's, it's, there are symbols in, in the cup that represent love. Mm -hmm. There's things like hearts. There are things like hands reaching out across the cup and reaching for each other. There's a sort of sense of, you know, leaves leaning towards each other like a yearning. There's a feeling of, of, of being... Often marriage symbols, you know, rings or rings that are like two rings joined are mm -hmm. very auspicious. Yeah. But they, no, love does show up. And often <laughs> a big L. Right. There's a capital L with, an, with um, black tea leaves. You can get that. Hearts are a little harder, but mm. they, they appear. Yeah. Mm. And um, now, would supposing a couple wanted to have a baby, uh, those things will also show up as symbols? or Yes, babies are... 
bit of a specialty of mine. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but as I get older, I seem to be able to see people's babies. Usually the very first time I read for a girl, mm-hmm. I see the baby um, in her cup. They just appear to me. Sometimes in a man, if if he's a, going to be a very, very devoted father, mm-hmm. they will show up in his cup as well. Yeah, but I don't, you know, get a lot less men than women just because of the nature of, of afternoon tea, I think. But men love having their tea leaves read. Mm. Absolutely adore it. Mm. And men are pretty straightforward because... Mm. They want to know about business. They want to know about um, ventures. Mm. It's all very out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But often they're, you know, in their cup. There's issues of, of shows there where they're struggling or having difficulty, and you know, things. And so they will talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Now we spoke about the heart. Now, if you got the symbol of the heart. Um, how do you differentiate between emotional pain, um, happiness of the heart emotionally, mm-hmm. and also actually a, a heart condition? How well, does it's very clear. Right. It's very clear. Yes. You, the tea leaves um, have a feeling to them. Mm-hmm. They also have colour, and um, the leaves have different various colours. So really, the more expensive the tea, you get a nicer grade of colour. But if there's a problem with the heart, you'll have issue. You it'll be clearly shown that there's a heart with a dark spot or a hole or a uh, an arrow pointing towards it or a, something plunged into it. No, it'll be quite clear if there's a heart issue, physical. You mm. can see a lot of physical problems in the cup. Yeah, so, yes. have you ever had, you know, a, a reading that showed up, for example, like cancer? Um, I've seen. I've, I have seen cancer in the, a daughter's cup uh-huh. who came to me with her mother but I didn't read for the mother one of the other women did um, but I saw the daughter sitting beside a bed uh-huh. um, and I thought the person was like laid out flat but I thought they were still alive mm-hmm. and there was a lot of hospital sitting but that I thought they'd be alright and as it turned out she did recover but it was a very scary time but the lady who taught me all those years ago just taught me to feel the leaves very much mm-hmm. and um, you get a sense from them. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, I mean, you have to really relate to those leaves, you know, otherwise you'll get them leaning completely confused. Mm. Yes. And it's a matter of intention. You really um, do that heart-to-heart contact with the cup mm-hmm. and you only work from the heart. Not a lot of head um, in your interpretation. So that harm's not done, you know, mm-hmm. because these are very powerful tools. Yes, yes, and it's beautiful mm-hmm. because in the beginning you said that the handle is actually pointing towards your heart when you start the reading, yes. Yes, that's how I do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a bit about your teacher? Um, well, um, I'll just tell you a little bit. Um, she was a lady, a New Zealander, mm-hmm. and she had had the gift really from a young child, like I did, and... Um, she was taught by her grandmother and her great aunts, and they were Scottish. I think a lot of New Zealanders' kind of ancient relatives were Scottish, mm-hmm. and so that's that's all I know. And um, I know she went back to live in um, New Zealand, and I lost touch with her many years ago. Mm-hmm. But she mm-hmm. was a wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, her name mm-hmm. was Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, could you tell us about when you discovered your gifts? Um, well. I think I always had a kind of strong intuitive gift. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd know things. I'd just know things. 
um, when I was a young child and I, I, I was aware of a great burden hmm. of this knowing and I think as a young teenager I tried to ignore it and you know tried to be normal and ordinary and you know dressed in the same way as everyone else and tried to be the same as everyone else but you know life through these opportunities to me and often in a hard form you know so I had to I had to understand why I think and mm. that's what led me to various studies Linda one final message for our listeners what would you like to share with them well I'd like to share with them just the love of tea that it's really a lovely thing to do to um to, to drink and enjoy tea together with some friends or whatever and just as a fun thing to never let a teacup never let a pot of tea be wasted by tipping all those leaves out into the garden always have a little look have a look in their cup they could also use your book and uh yes, interpret the symbols thank you very much linda for joining us um on the body mind spirit radio network and for to to all our listeners out there um you can lindel can be contacted through the body mind spirit radio network thank you for listening and have a glorious day